Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. My name is Michael Dois, and this is episode 128. And today I'm here with Aaliyah Dudley. Hello. Megan Hargrave. Hello, everyone. Victoria Gray. Hello. And that troublemaker, Jason Earls. You know, that guy. <laughs> well, apparently Why does I do he look get like one, to be so. troublemaker today? I thought I was the troublemaker today. Well, also, you're both troublemakers, but yeah. Also, at least you didn't say saving the best for last, because that would just inflate his head so much he probably couldn't <laughs> make it out of his door. <clears throat> yeah, probably. <laughs> So let's start off with the news that we always, you know, to the news. The way we always start the show. And we finally have a date for the Apple event. Woohoo! September 10th. Woo, yay! September. So interestingly, the only thing I've been hearing rumors for for this event are iPhones. Have we heard yeah. any other rumors for like watches, iPads? I actually heard some rumors that we're talking about and i don't know how likely this is but basically they boil down to new apple everything but i again i don't think we're necessarily going to see everything I like new airpods home pods watches no 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 no, no. 16 inch macbook pro i think people are being a little too hopeful but yeah. I think if Still. they released new AirPods, every single second gen AirPod owner would scream in rage. And then go buy them. <laughs> and then go buy them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Probably. Like me. Yep. Yeah, me too. See, I probably would actually buy them, even though I have the Power Beats Pro. Michael, you would only buy them if they came in blue. Um, <laughs> Not <but> true. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's still looking at those, uh, what are they, slate blue uh Power Beats Pro or the no, they're Navy. Power Beats Pro. He's looking at them. I kind of am. They're out now, <laughs> they and that's are. something else. I think we mentioned it, but we may not have all the colors for the Power Beats uh, Pro line are out. So if you didn't want that basic black color <clears throat> that they started with, you can now get them in ivory, navy, and and like a lot of other colors. Uh, uh, yeah, it's green. Like ivory, navy, There's some green shade. Moss. Yeah, moss. And black. I think there's another color. Maybe not. Ebony? I think so. I want red ones. I don't know. I think they have those. But I, yeah, want I, think, green. I think they might. I'm not sure. I'd have to go look. But but I probably would buy new AirPods, even though I do have the Powerbeats Pro, just because, well, I mean, everybody understands the convenience of the AirPods, being able to put them in your ears and then take them out and drop them in the charging case. And you can do that with the Powerbeats Pro, but... The Powerbeats Pro are also a little more to deal with because of the ear hooks and the the noise isolation. Although it is rumored that the new AirPods are maybe going to have noise canceling, so I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work. Aww. I'm assuming they're going to have to change the design of them, but I guess we'll see. Well, I'm hoping it, that it's a setting you could turn on and off. Yeah. Oh, I hope so, too. Cool. That would be annoying if you couldn't. Yeah, but that would mean that they would need to change like the way that they interact with your ears which may or may not mean tips and which may or may not make me sad <sighs> i don't like tips i really don't i don't like earbuds that go into my ear with the very rare exceptions of two headphones the beats x and the ambios which reminds me i haven't charged my beats x in a while and taken them on the bus need to do that now those are bluetooth headphones aren't they they are yeah they do have a cable, though. They have um, the old W1 chip in them. I think they're very similar to... I think that's the closest similarity to the Pixel Buds. Yes, they have a cable that wraps around the back of your neck and an actual dedicated mic on the cord. Hmm. But they're very small. They just slide right in your ear and they have little wings. Yeah, they're pretty close to the Pixel Buds, actually. Now that I think about it. So... I really, I'm wondering if we're getting new watches and iPads. I would imagine we are, but... Watches I'm, especially. I think we will. But yeah. I'm very curious this year if we will get new iPads. I'm not expecting a new iPad, at least a new iPad Pro anyway, until 2020. But that's yeah. just me. No, because they've just not long brought out new iPad. October of last year. And I love my Was iPad. I don't know that it needs an upgrade. Wow. It could do with another USB-C port, maybe. Yeah, I'm fine with the one. It does feel like I'll just plug in a hub. No. no. This is not my dongle life. Like, 
Well, I mean, <laughs> if you look at the Surface line, they only have one port. Yes, but they, like, the Surface Book has a ton of ports. The Book does, but the, but the Surface Pro, which is the comparison to the iPad, does not. Yes, and it annoys me. But it also has a headphone jack. Well, this is true. This is very true. Um, See, but I wasn't even thinking of just a headphone jack. I was also thinking of being able to charge the iPad and Pro and also be able to use yeah, it with like, and you can you know, use the Surface Pro while you're interface. charging right. it with Something. accessories right. because it has a charging port. It has its own dedicated. Yeah, no, that's not fair. That's not a fair comparison. Because... Right. Um, I mean, maybe one more. That would be good. Yeah. But even like the MacBook that they discontinued only had one. And, yeah, and I never bought it. it. Right. <laughs> well, I think they discontinued it because the air caught up in, in ability. Oh, yeah. I don't and think it was because the MacBook, per, MacBook the MacBook only had... I'm so used to calling it MacBook something. I know. Just MacBook on its own is weird. The MacBook weird. Um, <laughs> but... The MacBook plane. Um... The, the MacBook one. The MacBook one wheel. Go look that up if you haven't seen oh, it. The geez. MacBook wheel, yes. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, um, is that a thing? Is that like a YouTube it's, video? Or yes, it's a YouTube video from The Onion, and it's a satire about technology, and, and it was made back in the mid-2000s where when Apple came out with the first MacBooks. But it's still pretty oh, wow. relevant and pretty funny. <laughs> it, it is, is. very relevant. <laughs> and you know, it's interesting. I, I was watching I was watching the, I was showing Aaliyah the I'm a Mac and I'm a PC commercials. Oh, gosh. You've and never seen those? No. <laughs> And it's what? really interesting to look back at them. those and see. Megan hasn't seen them either. Oh, no. You have to go to YouTube wow. and look them up. And How? No, How have you not heard of these things? And there's like 25 or 30 or more of these Can commercials. I? Yeah, there's a bunch. And it's interesting because they started this right before Vista came out and, start, and went through the Vista time period. And it's interesting to see how... They talk about, you know, Mac compared to Vista, and they actually poked fun at Vista for having the user account control yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh, that's right, they did. It was and so it was hilarious. And now Mac and... OS has more privacy yeah. options or yeah. questions than Vista. And different things like that It's are more privacy things than Windows 10. It's very interesting. Yeah. Has anybody heard the um, MacBook ad? It's been present in a lot of podcasts. And I'm sure it's a visual ad, too, where it's a Surface ad and it <laughs> introduces <laughs> you to this individual named Mackenzie Book. Yes, that's right. MacBook. <laughs> and oh. it, it talks about like it's a total play on this commercial. It talks about how MacBook be, prefers Surface. And it it just goes on and on. It's you know I think I have hysterical. heard that one. Have you guys heard of the Chromebook stuff that Google's doing now? Talking no. against no um, buying a Mac or a PC or something over a Chromebook. No. Well, real quick, it's interesting this MacBook thing because like one of the questions actually asks. So, uh, what it, what about Ma uh, the MacBook touchscreen compared to Surface? And the guys like, well. Obviously, Surface, because the Mac doesn't have a touchscreen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway, it, feels like, it feels like um, computer political campaigns, like they're all crapping on each it other. It really does, honestly. <laughs> it's not too far wow. from the truth. Tis the but season, apparently. I draw the line. I, I, I will say that I draw the line about uh, when it comes to comparing them to candidates. But... Megan, you were going to say something earlier? Yeah, I was just just say back to the Apple event stuff, because we've kind of derailed. Um, oh, yeah. Isn't we have that the theme of us? Of right. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. is the title um, of this show, 128 Derailed? <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly don't see them coming out with iPads, because they came out with new ones last year. But also, mm -hmm. I could... I'm a bit skeptical about them coming out with a new watch, but I hope they do. Uh, my bank account does not, but <laughs> I honestly maybe see a new HomePod. Maybe a well, small one. There's a rumor years. for. Yeah, I did see a rumor now that you mentioned it, Megan, about a possible cheaper HomePod with less tweeters that Apple may announce at yeah. some point. 
It, the, but I don't think they. It's supposed to compete with the um, Echo lines, but if they don't make Siri yeah. smarter, it's gonna flop hard. Yep. Yeah. You know what I is. want? It... Apple needs to make me a battery powered mini HomePod that I can just. Put in my bag and take yes. places. I would so have yeah. that. Oh, that would be so what do they call cool. That, the travel pod. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, get behind that. No, 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 no. The away Don't... pod. The away Home pod. And away. <laughs> that's better than. That's better than, oh, wow. that's better than the porta pod. Po- Whoa, no! Oh, yeah. You had to go there. No. Okay, I totally did. Wow. So <laughs> basically. You know, we're going to see what we, what we get, but this new iPhone is supposed to be pretty amazing, and there's talk of three Three models. iPhones. And yeah, one that, like, is supposed to be called God, the wow. 11 Pro Max or something like that. Michael's buying that Samsung one HB. on September 11th. Okay. <clears throat> Got it. Right. <laughs> Pre-order day. Well, I, I actually... will be on the Verizon app and putting in my order. <laughs> I Hold actually it. like... Like, lol, really called it. Oh my goodness. It wasn't even going there. Also, who uses their iPhones for that these days? <laughs> Calling is so 2007. I know. I hate to break it to you, but if you call somebody on FaceTime, you're still calling them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but it's using the internet and not your phone Yeah, signal, but still, so. it is a call then answer or decline. But, you know, I, I was actually reading something that was talking about a lot of this new stuff, and they were uh, speculating that um, because of code in the iOS 13 betas, they may be signifying new watches. Interesting. And... You know, this leads to our next topic that, you know, a lot of us here on the IA, IA cast are beta testers. And we were running iOS 13.0 betas. And then all of a sudden, we iOS get an update. 13 iOS 13.1 beta. Yeah. Boop-a-de-boop. And... <laughs> Our reactions are wow. what? No, our no I think our first reaction. <laughs> I think our first reaction was, and who is getting fired for mistyping? Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> and when Actually, or yeah. releasing the wrong beta. <laughs> yeah, but interestingly, I have a theory behind this, and there's rumors to support this that Apple is planning a neat new feature that they have not told us about that they had to use internally on the 13 betas. So we were upgraded to 13.1 so that we wouldn't have that feature. And rumors say that it might be a tile-like device um, that you can use with your iPhone. I don't know that for sure. That's just speculation uh, that has been made online on Twitter and different places, so it's not actually a for sure thing. But... Why else would they move all the people off of the 13 betas and onto 13.1? This is not just for developers, folks. This was public beta testers as well. Yeah. This is why I'm yep. waiting to retile because I, I, I've been hearing a little too much about these little trackers. And I might get a couple for my keys and things Therein like that. Therein lies what I was just about to ask. Let's say Apple does come out with these tiles. What are they going to do to them? Well, I'm calling them tiles for lack of a better term. Um, but what are they going to do with them to convince actual like tile tile owners to switch to these devices? The fact that it's meant to work with iPhone. The fact that I'm I'm betting that it's meant to work with iOS. It's meant to incorporate with Siri. Probably it's meant to do all the things. Just. It just works, and I think that's maybe what's the distance they're gonna do. <laughs> Possibly distance, maybe yeah. But Tile Pro, <laughs> but also good. the devices. I believe just like the phones and the Macs, um, your devices can be off. I believe and still be tracked. Mm-hmm. Yes, I hope these are gonna have rechargeable or replaceable batteries in them. Yeah, they charge via lightning. Today about a possible <laughs> replacement, like a removable battery. 
Interesting. Interesting. But here's my issue. I have both iPhone and Android. I don't know that I'm going to buy this because I want to be able to pick up any device I have and use Tile. Yeah. That's, I can see that. That's my that's my big yeah. thing. Because if I that give up sense. iPhone tomorrow, which I think everybody on this podcast would point weapons at me or I, no, something. No, I would you know. call 911 and take you to a hospital. <clears throat> and then point a weapon at you, right? <laughs> and say you and threaten me and say you will not up or you will not change operating systems. But I I yeah. think that you know if you're going to be in both ecosystems, you need to have the ability to you know use that on both sides. And I agree with that. Uh, it kind of now here's one thing: if they do bring it to Android, then I might be a little more apt to. Use it. Here's my plan. I plan to buy one or two or whatever the they come packaged as and put them on things that I need to keep track of every day. Um, so my keys, uh, possibly a purse or backpack or something, uh, my maybe my wallet, and um, and then keep my tiles for my suitcases when I travel because you never know which device is gonna be able to be close to hand so it might be the android phone it might be the iphone so i'll leave the tiles in my suitcases that's my plan see i'm just really excited about the opportunity to see all this and if they do bring it to android i would not be surprised and it's interesting that you know apple music on android is still one of the best music experiences on android you know they removed the widget from spotify uh, from the notification from your home screen, which makes it more difficult to play and pause music on the go. I mean, you haven't been able to do that on iPhone for you know ever. Like you don't have a today screen play pause, but Apple left that feature in Android, and so that makes it one of the better players over Spotify. So it's like, why? You know, wouldn't they want to expand into that if the if you know people will buy them to use with their Android phones? Yeah, nowadays I could totally see them, and this is so weird to say to me, but I nowadays could see them bringing it over to Android, just like iTunes for Windows back in was it two thousand five? I don't know when they brought that over. I don't remember. I just know it's been it's been a while since then now. But uh, in fact, I remember I was listening to the. Uh, keynote presentation event for iTunes when they introduced the fact that they had Windows and they called it the best Windows app ever written, as they do. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people that would argue uh, with that statement. But but yeah, I, I could see them bringing these new tracking devices to Android. So off the path of you know mainstream regular technology, let's talk about something that uh, we really haven't talked about before, and that is uh, an announcement Nintendo made back in July, and they're now out. The Nintendo Switch V2 and the Nintendo Switch Lite are out. And we'll talk about the accessibility of those systems later, but the new Switch has a lot more battery performance and uh, costs the same amount of money and a better processor for load times. So that's pretty cool. And they also came out with the Switch Lite, which is $199 and does not have a dock and I think a few other features. Well, it's interesting because I was reading some articles a while back about the original Switch and they were saying that the CPU, and I forget what the exact CPU is in the original Switch anymore, but they said that the CPU was actually underclocked in the Switch, that Nintendo deliberately underclocked it, which is why you people are seeing some issues with certain games and performance. They speculated that battery life was one of the reasons, but I think they said the CPU was supposed to run at like 1.7 gigahertz or something, and they actually had it clocked at like like 1.4 or something. I don't remember the exact numbers, but somebody overclocked it to its original clock speed and made the original Switch perform relatively faster. So I wonder if... Nintendo had to underclock this new CPU or if it's running at its default frequencies or what they're going to do. And I'm sure that somebody somewhere will take it apart or do some analysis on it and and tell us. But it's 
I thought that to be very interesting. One other thing that I want to mention in the news before we move on is very important. Business is going to be booming now. Apple has authorized people to become independent repair shops. Yay! Wow. Finally. Um, This is for iPhones. And honestly, it's about time. You, You know... I understand the complexities, especially the iPhone 10 series and the fact that I discovered um, fixing a problem with a top speaker on the phone involved replacing the entire display. And that <laughs> I understand that's, that it's complicated and you've got a lot of assembly in that top face, but people should have a right to choose who they go to to get their phones fixed. Yeah. Well, and and not just that. Not everybody has access to an Apple store nearby. Right. Like when I was, when I was uh, living with my uh, grandparents before I started doing uh, stuff with accessibility, the nearest Apple store to them was the Kenwood Town Center store, which was like eighty something miles away. <laughs> wow. So, what about authorized uh, being, repair? Uh, I don't actually know. Uh, because I, I didn't really know about authorized uh, service centers and stuff back then. Um, but now that you can you can even take an iPhone and take it to, from what I remember reading, all Best Buys in the United States, and you'll have somebody authorized to uh, be able to fix your devices with all the Apple training and everything that goes into Apple accepting you for repairing devices. See, you know what this makes me want to do? I'm a, I'm 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 not what? a horrible person, but like I feel like if I had the entrepreneurial skills to go do this, I could totally move to a smallish city. I picturing where I grow grew up, so the nearest Apple store was about an hour away, and move to a small city and set up a repair shop and just like just be able to to help people repair their devices. It's just kind of crazy. That now, that especially was cool. even with iPhones. Um, yeah. And apparently the requirements aren't really all that stringent from whatever was reading. You need to be authorized, but the certification process is, A, I believe it's free, the certification you need, and B, Apple has training courses and everything to get you uh, certified. So. Wow, I would have thought it would be more complicated than that. And now I want to take apart an iPhone. Thanks. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> hey, if you I've been do, wanting to do that for a if long you do, time. make mm. sure I'm there because I want to see what the Taptic engine looks like. <laughs> I want to be there. I think we all want to be there to be there. Well, like <laughs> nerd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, none of us are objecting, and we're all proud of it. You know, <laughs> one way to practice is on eBay. You could probably buy older iPhones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's always an option. All right. So today I want to talk about a thing we talked about a little bit last week, and I want to expand on it more. Now, we have the app Mudability that has been on the Mac, and with what they've done with iOS and uh, iOS 13, Mac OS 10.15, it is now going to be going to iOS as a iOS app, and it will be going to the Mac as a Catalyst app. So Mudability will be out later this month, because today starts September. So it'll be out later this month on both platforms. It will be a lot cheaper than it was just for the Mac. And there will be, if you brought, if you bought the Mac app, we will have a way for you to get the Mac app free of charge if you've purchased before. So keep checking back for that and we'll get it to you. But in total, both versions of Mudability will cost, if you want to get it on both platforms, $5 on one on iOS and $5 for the Mac. So a bit of a discount. So you can pay the same thing that you paid for the old Mac app to get it on both systems. So that makes it to where you could use it on your iPhone, iPad, and Mac. And yes, it will work on all three perfectly well. And I'm going to be adding support for triggers and different scripting so that you guys that are very creative can add your sound packs. Woohoo! 
So, with all that being said, let's talk about some games. Games? I like games. 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 Yeah, games are great. Game, games, games. <laughs> and this topic was brought up by Megan this morning. So, hooray, Megan. Yay. And with that being said, Michael's going to hand over the floor to you and you get to host the rest of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well, I wasn't prepared for that, so. <laughs> no. Take it away, Megan. <laughs> Take it away, Megan. Wow. That was oh, funny. Megan. So, <laughs> so in, in the words of a very famous video game uh, villain, you are not prepared. <laughs> uh, the character referenced was Illidan from, from the Warcraft uh, universe so um but yeah i i really think that uh you know we always need to come back to this and talk about it because gaming the accessibility of gaming and just being able to game is important for all of us and there's great strides being made towards that but i think more can be done um let's talk about windows any any of you guys play windows games Windows a little has bit. games. No, I'm kidding. Yes, I, I mean, do. but nothing fancy. Nothing Only the mainstream. Yeah, like, yeah. I I don't. Quintency's player. That's okay. not mainstream. <laughs> that's <laughs> just no. That's not mainstream at all. Yeah, I know. No, bad. I know that there are some Steam games supposedly that are much pretty accessible, and I I'm gonna investigate um i forget the name of the one that's fairly recent like rhythm racer or something yes yeah something like that um i have not tried it i tried to get it with steam for the mac and then steam for the mac went no um so (laughs) i'm gonna try it on windows so i mean there's a lot of games megan do you play any games for windows uh no um Basically, only audio games. And those are not mainstream. So, well, any even audio games are fine. I'm just curious, you know, what people play. Crazy party, yeah. Oh, crazy party's great. Until you keep dying. Later. Yeah, I, I do keep dying, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. The point is to win. <laughs> the point is to go, 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 okay. go, and not die. I did. Since we're talking about audio games, I have played, surprisingly enough, it works still, Dark Destroyer of all things oh my. in Windows 10. Does it really work I wanted still? to see if it worked, Whew. and it works. <laughs> wow. All right, then. <laughs> yep. I mean, I play uh, some accessible games. Super Egg Hunt. Love it. Oh, yeah. Watch out uh, for the chicken. Love it. <laughs> and then I, I played... Um, too. What's that? Great toy robbery, great toy yes. Robbery. Yeah, that's fun. Oh yeah, great toy robbery. And blinded guide, I mean, running blinded Bob into a fire hydrant is very fun. You can hear um, that on the on the ever. IA gamecast. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> and like I mentioned last week, I am totally into mudding with VIP mud. So yeah. He abandoned his own product for a Windows product that had sound packs. Yeah, the sound pack really is <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Which we is why he's adding sure. triggers and scripting. <laughs> Indeed. <Right. laughs> um, but, you know, the thing is, there's a, actually a lot of games that a lot of people that are blind and low vision play that are mainstream, like uh, Killer Instinct and mm-hmm. the Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. And to some extent, NVDA's OCR capabilities are really helpful, apparently, for that. And you can... Even, uh, you know, use that. You can listen for where your character is positioned and do different things like that to be able to play mainstream games. Yeah, I've noticed, like, sound engines have gotten a lot better, as they should, in my opinion, in newer games. Oh, hey, and we Um, shouldn't forget about ear hockey. Yes. Oh, yes, ear hockey. I need to download, I need to see if there's any updates for that, because that is so neat. It is. Really neat. I mean, there's some neat visuals to it, but it's also a really good, you know, audio game. But, you know, again, there's a lot of different games out there, and Microsoft has done a lot to make 
things more accessible. And even for low vision folks, we can use magnifier in games now, as long as the game doesn't change a lot of the resolution settings. So it might be that you have to go and change the game to like a windowed mode. Yeah. Um, and doesn't Minecraft have... Minecraft does has have text-to-speech on all the platforms yeah. now, except for Mac, <sighs> which might be changing with Catalyst. That would be nice. I mean, I still think Minecraft is a long way from being something that I could necessarily play, but it's still cool. Yeah, it's getting there. And, I mean, there's, like, like I said, Mortal Kombat, Soul Calibur, Killer Instinct, Tekken, King of Fighters, all those fighting games, anybody without vision can play pretty effectively. There are people that actually go to tournaments and play that have no vision. Wow, that's I want to be able impressive. to play more than just fighting games one day, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, or like, I want to be able to play games like Grand Theft Auto or Gran Turismo or some space games. I think that'd be really cool. Well, the neat thing that Microsoft did in some of the... And I think they can easily do this and uh, just thought about this. In the... Um, what's that racing series that they have? Um, uh, what's it called? Oh, man. I just don't remember the name of the series. It just left my mind. Um, do y'all know any game series from Microsoft, from racing games? The only thing no. I knew that Microsoft did was the Halo games. No, there's um, Forza. The Forza series, a lot of their games, at least some of the new ones, have arrows on the road, like really big arrows that stay in front of you. And as long as you follow those, then you'll stay on the path. And I'm wondering if they could do a audible version of that yeah like soundscapes does with like the little click in this in the middle when you're aimed at the target like that when you're aimed cool. at what you're listening that would be for you don't know what i'm talking about michael yeah like it does that little tone when you're aimed at a, at a beacon and do it kind of 3d audio where if it goes behind you yeah you know to turn around um different things like wow. that yeah i mean sometimes there's trees you know and what? stuff and so that would make it a bit difficult but yeah you know what you i smash think tree mean? <laughs> what oh. right <laughs> is if and i know this isn't a thing because as far as i know they've only have one but rumble packs so like if they ever make a controller that have individual left and right rumble packs they could increase the vibration frequency of the rumble pack on the side at which you have to turn until it decreases and becomes motionless so like if you're and you could maybe change this as a user to be the reverse like, I, I, I'm not coherent enough right now to explain my logic Wake up. for doing that. But Somebody I know a lot coffee. of people do that. Right. But I know a lot of people do that for like joysticks and stuff. So instead of like moving the stick up to look up, they'll move it. They'll set it so that you move the stick down to look up and turn the stick right. Uh, push the joystick on the right to look left and left to look right. Right. Um. So what you could. Yeah. So what you could do is you could set it up so that, like, for instance, if the right rumble pack is vibrating very strongly, then you know you need to turn left until it starts to slow down and becomes silent. Yeah. And then if the left one vibrates, you need to turn right, or, you know, vice versa. I think that would be... And if they both vibrate, then you know to turn around. Would be Well, there's way some ways they, too, they, they could do that. There's... A controller. I, I think it would be better to do it through sound, because that would just make the batteries in that control just go down a lot faster. Yeah. But, you know... Yeah, the thing is, Microsoft has built the, you know, and we'll get into this with the Xbox part of this, but Microsoft will, has built that accessibility controller and it will work for Windows too. So there's no telling in yeah. how you could configure that thing. I just, my main concern though, is if you're gaming with a lot of people, like if you want to be able to play a game with like, you know, sighted people and you're blind and you need full access to the stereo field, wouldn't it be kind of... Um, awkward wearing like say a set of headphones or something because you're not always going to be able to be in that situation in the center of the stereo field like it's just not always practical it's mm. it, it kind of no, stinks but you, you could set up the ex like you could just tell people hey to be able to play this I need to be able to use headset support and you can plug headphones into the controller or you can do splitters or different things and just tell people, look, if I'm going to play this, I need to have these accommodations, just like anything else. 
See, I actually didn't know you could plug headsets into the controller, so that solves the whole problem. It's usually no, for speaking, but, but they can play audio as well. I believe so. I believe so. Oh. So, and, you know, the PC and the Mac and now iOS and iPadOS can support the Xbox controller, which is amazing. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, I haven't tried it at all with 13, but have you, Michael? You know, believe it or not, I haven't, and what? I should. Gamer extraordinaire, and you have not tried I shocked, controller Michael. support? Right. I have wow, not. Really? I, need to go, I actually need to go do that and play Minecraft and see how it goes. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that'll do it for the Windows side of things. What about uh, actual consoles? Do you guys play on the... Anybody play on the Xbox? Aaliyah, I know you have one. <laughs> yeah, there's one sitting by your feet, Michael. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have one. I haven't played a lot. And I'm looking really for, for ways to get started with gaming on the Xbox and what I can actually do and what I can't. Like, I, it bothers me. Like, for me, games that I can only halfway play really bug me. Um, I want to be able to really immerse myself in the game. So I struggle with some things. Well, you know, one of the I neat things that... that you can do is you can, I just thought about this before the show, you can actually send the video and audio of the game to a Windows computer to scan it with that NVDA OCR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of find that too, though. Like when I was younger, only being able to like, you know, play like the fighting portion of a game or something didn't bother me, but now that I'm older, I, I kind of want to play through, like, the game storylines. and older. Jeez. Yeah, I'm the same as you, Jason. What? Like, I was, when like, I was young... <laughs> talking, like, when I was, like, nine or eight. I love how your voice went up. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, really well, defensive. But I do know what you mean, no, because when right. I was young, <laughs> when I was younger, I would play well, on like, my brother's you know, PlayStation. I figured that would further it... the point, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I used to do the same thing, like, and I, we have an Xbox, but it's not hooked up. Uh, I don't actually remember where it is. It's a 360, so it doesn't have, that I know of anyway, any sort of text-to-speech functionality or anything like that. But Sandy has a Switch that I haven't played. Um, um, that's what I know about, anyway. Victoria, you were saying something? Yeah, I... When I was younger, it didn't bother me so much. I would sit and play on my brother's PlayStation. Um, he had like a Disney racing game, but I would never really know where I was going. So I used to get stuck a lot. And I feel like if I was to go back and do that now, it would just really frustrate me. Yeah. And there's organizations kind of working on this. And I was at a presentation, and I mentioned this on the show before, but I was at a presentation back in 2017 at CSUN. And they said that, you know, gaming companies could make these games accessible. There is, yeah. you know, there are people that are very smart that have thought about all this stuff. The problem is it goes back to money every time because for them to make the game that accessible and to put that much into it would, uh, to them, the market of people wanting to play is so small that it would uh, cause an undue burden on the company. It's just stupid. In my humble opinion. It is stupid. stupid. Um, it's really stupid. One of my favorite uh, consoles to play on was the Wii, Nintendo Wii. That I found, once I figured out which, like how many clicks it took to get to which menu on a couple of the games that I did play, it was great. Um, I could do it completely independently. You know, like Wii um, Sports, like you're, you know, on the Wii. Yeah, I could see that. Wii Sports, Wii Sport Resort. I played um, 2K11 hockey, um, and I figured out which team was where and which settings to adjust, and I, I found it accessible. Like, it was their mainstream games, and I figured out how to make them work for me, which was nice. I haven't and, really been able to do that with any other console. Yeah, and, and they really haven't built that for any other console. The Wii was a one-of-the-kind no, no. kind of thing. And Sad has lost its popularity. Yeah. It has kind of, yeah. I always love when the Wii would be updating, the little light would start shining on it, look kind of like robotic. It was cool. <laughs> so, uh, on the Xbox, going back to that, um, 
you know, they have magnifier and narrator now for the menus and some games supported as well. Yeah. Narrator, Microsoft really has worked at making narrator as usable as possible on the Xbox. And that's definitely great. You know, the one thing we just don't know much about is the uh, PlayStation. We don't have a lot of PlayStation users on here, but I've heard they've made some things more accessible. The screen reader does work on certain places, but not everywhere. So, Yeah, I haven't heard really much about it either. But I would always, whenever I would play on a PlayStation, I would have to get my parents or my brother to set it up for me, which was really annoying. Yeah. And the Switch has added magnification, which, you know, I reported on earlier in the show in another podcast episode. But that's really exciting for me to be able to read it. And so um, I'm happy they did that. So I use that to read a lot of the games that require reading. How about iOS or Android, the mobile side, folks? I find that a lot of what's available that's accessible is card games, dice games, and puzzles. Like, and while yeah. that's great, some days I just want to grab my phone and go lose myself in a game like Papa Sangre used to be. Audio Defense, The Nightjar, those things, those really nice adventure type games where there was some plot there was a story Mm -hmm. i miss it i do too it was brilliant i actually and i really want a game trash bang snuffled uncool (laughs) oh that was so much fun (laughs) and 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 let him eat chicken liquor not your flesh yeah (laughs) it was great great times um but i just and I'm not calling out any specific game per se, but I just, I want better or more immersive games, but I also don't want the game to revolve around the story of, you know, your character being blind. No, that mm-hmm. bugs me because, you know, Feeling just faces. because it's an accessible game, why should it have to be about a blind character? Blind I person. do like Fear. Yeah. That one's pretty nice. Oh, yeah. Fear Fear has got yeah. to be yeah, one of my good. absolute favorites on iOS right now. Um, yeah. Now I want fear to run and good. avoid zombies now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fear is pretty good. Gave out today. Especially when I get a weapon and then I can kill zombies. <laughs> right. Megan, what and were you saying? Fun. I said, now I'm going to have to go play that game today. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> and speaking of a game today, Aaliyah, you were mentioning a game you wanted to talk about yeah so there's a game that has apparently been released now called audio wizards and it's from a company called my true sound which released something earlier in the year um that didn't go over too well and so they really listened to feedback and now have this audio wizards game that i really want to play and I am thinking if I can get enough people to do it um, or enough people to stream with me of streaming this game at some point, be that today or tomorrow evening or something like that. That sounds cool, now, actually. Is this an iOS game or is yes. this a... Hmm. But again, the nice thing is with iOS and Android, uh, you can actually use game controllers and in iOS, you can use a mouse. So you can use an iPad Pro with a mouse and actually play like Doom and other games uh, as if you were on a computer, which is really cool. Oh, also, you know, um, I bet games. There's a couple on Android that I haven't seen on iOS, like Super Tile Smash. Um, you can uh, just smash colored tiles, and there are different power ups and things that you can get. I got to get that. I have not heard of this. You've heard me play it a couple times. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it's a nice time killer. Pretty idle. You don't have to think about it too much. Now, one game that I always forget about that uh, I'll mention and may get people mad because I want to play it, Time Crest. Ah, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Michael Doeys. I... No. Nope. Lost all my time crystals in that game. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. I totally forgot about that game. <laughs> I mean, don't get me also, wrong. Also, Lifeline. The game was fun. I Lifeline makes me mad. Yeah, but yeah, Lifeline? I know. Jason it's needs to tell why it makes him mad. It's 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 a game sort of the similar concept in a way, Megan of Timecrest, except it's like space themed, um, and you're you're playing an astronaut, a stranded astronaut, from what I remember so, of the game. So but, you guys know I actually have sort of some stuff to do around the house today, and none of it's going to get accomplished now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, but Jason's going to tell you why he's mad. Jason's going to tell you why right. he's mad. Yeah. But that's that's still not our fault that you have no self-control. So, Lifeline, when you played through the story, they ended up releasing a second game, and I, from what I remember, it's a continuation of the Lifeline story. And uh, that game was not accessible. And when approached, the developers of the game, their, their response was, well, we'll make sure that the third game, the next game that released is accessible. And that's not a good enough Wait, solution. Wait, so you're supposed to jump from the first to the third? That, that's not Apparently. fair. That's logical. They'll, they'll give you a and reason. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's why I'm upset. Mm, I don't I blame find. you. So... You know, one of the things that we've learned this episode, there are ways, there are not. But, you know, think about where gaming was 10 years ago or even, you know, 15 years ago before the iPhone. I think we have more opportunities with mobile devices for gaming and with the current consoles than we ever did before. Mm -hmm. I think it still has some work, but I think I think we're getting there. And I think that's the most important part. Don't you guys think? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. as yeah. any gamer does, I want gratification right now. Right. And progress is always great, but yeah, I, I do wish it would be further on than it is. Now, 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 now. Right. All right. Oh, also, no, yeah, that makes me think of that. That makes me think of that commercial. Um, I don't know if you guys, if it's if it's more than just a Louisville thing, but basically the tagline is everybody going, "It's my money, and I want it now." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some attorney thing. Oh, my. Also, um, I forgot to mention back when we were talking about Windows, and, and there is a game that will release this fall. I got an email announcement about this called The Veil, and it's supposed to be a really cool game. You can control it with an Xbox controller on Windows, and it is an accessible uh, Windows game. I'm super excited about this. Ooh, cool. That sounds great. And real quick, you know, the, the Mac does have games, but a lot of platform, a lot of companies are pulling their games off the Mac because of the lack of the changing video cards and, and different things. It works really well with metal. Uh, if, if people want to spend the money, kind of goes back to the accessibility point. If people want to spend the money to redesign, then they'll do it and games will work really, really well on the Mac. But until they do that, then they won't. But... Think about this. Your Catalyst games will go over if they make them available. So we're going to see an explosion of apps on the Mac in three weeks. Hopefully. Apparently, I've seen some things on Twitter where Catalyst is just not what it should be um, and isn't working right. So hopefully. We'll see. I hope it is. Uh, I moved one of our regular apps over. I, I I moved one of our apps over, and it was a pretty easy f transfer, but there are just certain things that, you know, you have to tweak to get it to work. All right. Well, that will do it. We've reached the max level of awesomeness for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and have to wrap up today, but to end us off, we'll do our usual picks and contact info so jason what's your pick for this week and where can people find you online so i am picking another book i think i may have referenced it in the last show i don't remember but it is called artemis by andy weir who is the same author who wrote the martian and uh, this book is set in a space station uh, a, a colony on the moon called artemis and uh, the main character, Jazz Bashara, ends up uh, discovering a bit of a plot as she 
goes about her previous job and accepts a contract. And uh, if you want to know more, check out the book. You can get it, I believe, through Audible and other sources. Um, the Bard version is the a professionally narrated version, just like with Murderbot Diaries, which is awesome. Uh, so yeah, Artemis by Andy Weir. It's uh, a good book. I'm not finished with it yet, uh, but it's <laughs> it's really good, and the narrator is really good as well. So check it out. As far as where people can find me, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Twitter. Just search for JDE91. That's Juliet Delta Echo 91. You can also search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. I do ask, however, that if you add me from social media, please let me know that you have found me from the IA cast. All right. And Megan, what's your pick and where can people find you? All right. So my pick for this week is going to be the things that I am talking to you on right now. Also known as my cads. Uh, this headset was given to me at convention by Jason and they sound amazing and I don't have any other podcasting worthy equipment. So this has kind of made my life easier in some ways. And it's apparently a very affordable option, especially for me because I got them for free. Thanks, Jason. But <laughs> well, and uh, for the record, the headset is not called my CADs. No, it's not. It is not. the CAD U2 USB headset. All and right, it is very all right, all Amazon. right. So hey, if you're going to pick something, Get it right, sorry. Megan. Cats are coming. I'm yeah. sorry. Honestly. I, I know the best <laughs> my cats. So um, anyway, I just love this headset. They make me sound decent on a podcast, which is nice. And as for where people can find me online, you can email me at Megan at iaccessibility.net. That is M-E-A-G-H-A-N at iaccessibility.net. You can also follow me on Twitter at MeganH13. All right. Aaliyah, what's your pick and where can people find you? My pick for this week is a speaker. And that speaker is the Harman Kardon Onyx Studio 5. So this is about... Way to show off, Aaliyah. What? I'm sorry you're bitter about it. <laughs> hey, in short, that speaker made me uh, squeal. Squee. Yeah. So yeah, it did. Um, so anything that can make Jason squee is uh, pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty heavy. It's a big speaker, but it does have a nice handle on top for carrying. It is pretty sturdy and it provides at 50 watts up to 50 watts of power and um well <laughs> jason can tell you more specifics about that but it is a very very powerful speaker um i heard it across a room and went must no more <laughs> and i was like if that is a portable speaker if that is not hooked up to ac power right now i want it in my life and so uh very loud very strong uh bluetooth speaker you can pair two devices to it at once um and switch back and forth between them to um kind of dj and you can pair two of the, the studio five speakers together and have even more sound. So, if you'd like to find out more about those, we'll have a link in the show notes there. About one forty-five right now on Amazon, depending on who you look uh, at. Yeah, I saw them, and they were like one thirty-three. Yeah, last they're I looked, so jumping around. A they bit. may be coming out with a new one, but even so, this is they started the important at thing is I squeed. Okay, they started at like five hundred. I squeed. <laughs> Yeah, Michael's uh, right. They start at like 500 normally. Um, so what's the battery life on that, Aaliyah? Like eight, eight hours, hours I think, and charge? more than that. That's underestimated. We used them all day and they still weren't dead. So, And you get more power when you plug them into AC. You do. 
but it still sounds amazing unplugged. If you'd like to contact me, you can do so. You can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A, at iAccessibility.net, and you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowGirl199. I did it all in one breath. Wow. You did. <laughs> impressive. That is impressive. I sounded Again, like Jaws running out off. of air. Yeah, you totally did. Like you eloquence did. when it's like going when it's like going to You really did. All right, Honestly, Victoria. That's why it does that. All right, Victoria, <laughs> yes. what is uh your pick and any info you want to give? So my pick for this week is an audiobook. Um and it's called Off to Be the Wizard by Scott Myers. And it's about um, someone called Martin and he finds this computer file. And every time he changes anything about himself in it, so his height or, you know, where he is, changes in real life. So he's able to teleport and time travel and stuff. So he decides to go back in time and pass himself off as a wizard. And to find out how that goes... Um, I would recommend the book. It's on Audible and iTunes. Good book. I've read. And, uh, I'm gonna go get that now. I've read the whole series. They're really good books. I want to oh, read the, the rest. Do we have that on Audible, Michael? I got no. Okay. I got the first one. <laughs> I, it's bugging me now because Audible have annoyed me because they've got me into a new series and I really want it. I read. I listened to the first one for free because I don't know if you guys have this way you are, but. Um, Audible do free books for the Amazon Echoes every month. And Interesting. Yes, they do. This month, it was one of them. And now I want to read the rest, but I, I'm already in listening to another series on Audible, so I'm going to have to wait. <laughs> but yeah, they are great books um, by the sounds of it. Love you. Yes, the they're, they're very good. And I, um, I don't currently have any contact info because I'm still being boring. She's contactless. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> All right. Do you take Apple Pay, Victoria? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my pick for this week is going to be Apple Music on Android, and I talked about it during the show. But Apple Music has really improved on all the platforms and are going to be making more improvements and on Android they are the one of the last that still have a home screen widget. And it's a great experience. I'm I you know, I get better use out of Apple Music on my Android phone than I do right now in the beta of iOS because there's some problems with um my phone in the beta. So I love it. It it works really well. You can add stuff and uh I don't know if they've added Google Assistant support, but I need to find that out. So it's awesome. It Great app. does kind of work with Google Assistant, but from what I have found, sometimes if you ask it to play a specific song, it plays something random, and it also takes a while. But then again, look how old my Pixel is. And I can also <laughs> confirm that it does work with TalkBack. I haven't nice. seen any accessibility issues with it yet. Nice. So... You can contact me. I produce content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. And uh, I'm on Twitter as Mike Doeys and on Facebook as Michael Doeys. If you add me on Facebook, let me know that you found me there. And uh, uh, you could also find me at my website, MichaelDoeys.com and at YouTube. Just search for my name. And you can find me all over the place, all over social media, everywhere. Uh, don't forget that you can find iAccessibility on Facebook with our Facebook page. Like, you know, that's always in every uh, outro we do. But we also have our new Facebook group. So find our page, find the iAccessibility group button. It's there. Or you could go to uh, just search Facebook for iAccessibility community and you could join there. And we encourage anybody to join and we post different things there in our WhatsApp group and everywhere else online. So we hope that you guys enjoy it. Start some good conversations and all of our places that we have the community and keep growing, keep inviting, keep sharing. You know, we really love all that. So with all that the being said, merrier. what's that, Megan? I said the more the merrier. Indeed. Yeah, definitely. 
So with all that being said, thank you guys so much for being here for this episode. It's been great. It's been awesome talking about gaming. And we'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iaccessibility1. Facebook? Search for iaccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iaccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2019, iAccessibility, LLC.